0: 700, maybe between 700 and 800 years, before Mary held her little baby, she knew, or at least the scholars knew what he would be when he would grow up. And that's what we read, the verses there in Isaiah chapter 9, and that's where we're at. And we're just going to look at that one verse, we began to look at the uh, wonderful counselor, Now we're looking at the next name there in Isaiah chapter 6. And it starts with the earthly view of the Messiah. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. This is from Mary and Joseph's view, even though it's 700 years before Mary and Joseph. And then it switches... You know, the, these verses are primarily about Jesus during the millennial reign of Christ. This whole passage is. But he begins with why, how he can claim these names on earth because uh, the, uh, a child is given, baby Jesus. You know, a son is born to Mary and Joseph, and then it looks further ahead to what he becomes, who he is, who he was, even at the time of this writing, 700 years. And so, uh, we can, if the scholars, they could tell a lot about who Jesus, who this baby would be, if they recognized the baby. Uh, A lot of people love babies. Now, it was disturbing. A couple, two weeks ago, I saw a video clip of a high, a, a high court or some court ruled that uh, abortion was, was uh, going to be able to continue and, and was mo- a large crowd of ladies and some men in there and when they heard the verdict that it could, they could continue, they were, they were uh, hugging and crying and, and uh, just celebrating because they could kill their babies. And that, so that's disturbing. But most of the time, people like little babies, don't they? Love little babies? And so little baby Jesus is, is uh, good. Everybody loves baby Jesus, even those that don't uh, have not placed their faith in Christ. In fact, many that love baby Jesus have rejected the Savior, the one that went to the cross. Because a baby you can... They, babies are helpless, and they need comforting, and they, you can control them somewhat, a little bit, and, uh, but a Savior, they'll they shy away from a Savior. But as we get to this name, uh, Mighty God here, wonderful counselor, the Mighty God, I want us to realize this is the picture of Jesus He's mighty, wonderful, a wonderful counselor was a guiding name. This is a powerful name. This is a strong name, mighty God, and it is a compound name. Uh, it's uh, El Gabor in the Hebrew. El Gabor, El being the singular of Elohim, and Elohim, we know that's God. That's the plural. That's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But El Gabor, or El here, is the Savior. Is talking about Jesus in this passage. El meaning God, the God, the true God. And so um, Isaiah is predicting that one, the true God, would come to this earth and be far more than a man, even though he was born as a little baby here unto us child is born. But he is also and was also mighty. God. So uh, there's El, and then there's Gabor. Gabor means strength, power, but there's a catch. I mean, it goes further. This El Gabor has a meaning much deeper than strength and power, because the the pagan gods, the false gods, they had power. Thor had power, but uh, the the word that this comes down to is hero because, because uh, you can have strength and be a bully and be mean. You can be powerful and be uh, disastrous. But when you're a hero, uh, do, can, can you remember your heroes? I mean uh, as I was growing up and we had two channels there in Montana, and on one of them, if you held and you stood and you stretched out, you held the antenna, you could uh, see one of my heroes, and it was, Here I come to save the day! And it was Mighty Mouse. And he would come, and he would rescue somebody in need. He used his strength, he used his power for good. And so uh, that's what the hero is. And there were other heroes, John Wayne and, and James Arnaz in Gunsmoke, and, and Charles Bronson, you know, some of these uh, uh, but sometimes people get uh, become a hero because of their athletic ability or their acting ability or their uh, physical strength and uh, whatever. But here, a hero is different. He is using his strength and his might to help others to do what others cannot do. And so El Gabor, I, I I like that name Gabor here today. I, uh, there, are, you, you know what heroes you have. I, and and I thought maybe it would have been removed. Oh, here we go. Okay. Today uh, we have heroes like this, and and this says uh, surpl- these are not just heroes. These are. Superheroes. Man, and, and they, uh, apparently the red one is Iron Man, and the black one is Black Panther, and the red and blue one is Spider-Man. Really, the only one I could guess when I was looking at them was Spider-Man because he had a spider right there. Uh, but Spider-Man, and then they have great motorcycles there. But these are Superheroes. I don't know who your heroes are, but Isaiah says, here is the only one that really qualifies to be your hero. It's El Gabor, mighty God. He was mighty even before he was born. It, it tells us, you know, we, we hear the stories. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 21 says, He is the refuge of the remnant. Do you see how El Gabor is there? He says, I'm holding out my arms to gather in the remnant so that they do not get destroyed. I'm not going to allow all of them to be destroyed. He will gather them in. He is going to be a hero to them. Deuteronomy 10, 17, Moses said, he is the great God, mighty and awesome. Why? Because here he comes to save the day. Here he comes to do what we cannot do or those back there could not do. El Gabor, mighty God, true hero, the one that, uh, the only one that would have the power of God and be the God, be the God of power. Jesus, the Savior, mighty enough to do what nobody else could do. Before his birth, uh, John, his apostle, writes and says, All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Everything was made by him. It's talking about his creation. Paul says in Colossians 1.16, For by him were all things created, that are in heaven and are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones and dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. All of these things. uh, It's talking about there is nothing greater than El Gabor. Uh, He, as creator, uh, there is no competition between him and Satan. Creator an angel, no competition. There's no competition between him and Pharaoh, no competition between him and Herod, the king, because he is El Gabor, mighty God, it says here, creator. Now, we can make things, and you look around and you say, Well, God didn't create that, uh, you know, men gotten made microphones and men made these things and and we make things Uh, i can take a piece of furniture and turn it into sawdust and kindling Uh, god can take nothing and make the universe and make the earth that we live in we get to enjoy uh create a new heaven and a new earth for us because he is el gabor mighty god so before his birth he was mighty god um Before his birth, he rescued Noah from the flood. Before his birth, he sent the plagues on Egypt and rescued Israel from uh, Egypt. Uh, Before he was even born, he uh, sent down fire for Elijah that consumed the sacrifice then consumed the altar of stones, rocks that he had piled together, then consumed the water that was in the ditch that they had poured around the altar, and then licked up the dirt around it, because he was El Gabor, mighty God, even before he was born. He was mighty God during his earthly ministry. Now, he was recognized as mighty God even before Uh, as he was a baby the angels recognized it for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior a a rescuer a hero which is christ the lord el gabor mighty god the wise men knew it the shepherds knew it uh he was revealed in his ministry and i love the accounts of christ showing his might you know i I think maybe in every boy's mind, they, they want to be the hero, or they want to show up just in time, and they want to rescue a damsel in distress. They want to do these things. Well, Jesus, in his earthly ministry, was able to do these things because he was El Gabor. He had power over nature. I mean, he, uh, a- after preaching, they got in a ship there in the Sea of Galilee and, and with Peter, and and uh, the boat, fishing boat, and he put off a little bit from shore, and he, Jesus preached, and then uh, Jesus said, Peter, cast your nets, go out a little further, cast your nets. He said, we have fished all night, and we have not caught a thing. And uh, Jesus, El Gabor goes, whoosh, whoosh, and their nets are filled with fish till the boats are sinking. Power over nature. Whoever, who else could do that? Only mighty God could do that. He had power uh, over the sea, the wind and the waves. He stands. He says, peace, be still. And when El Gabor speaks, everything listens, not just us. And it calmed down. He has power over disease. And I don't know how it... uh, Actually, looked, but when the lepers were on their way into the priest to be examined and be declared whole and, and cured or clean from their leprosy. I don't know how it happened, but uh, in my mind, I see that these that have stubs on the ends of their arms as they're uh, walking to see the high priest all of a sudden they notice these little things coming out. I haven't seen those in a long time. They're called fingers. And and uh, maybe they're, as they're going, they notice something that catches their eye and the nose that had been eaten off by leprosy begins to grow again and the ears uh, begin to itch because now they have ears, the things that leprosy would uh, remove from them. But Jesus, El Gabor, mighty God, was able to... Uh, take care of those things, had power over disease, power over demons. Uh, In my mind, I see Jesus and the apostles, they reach the shore, uh, and it's the land of the Gadareans. And as they reach the shore, uh, they have heard about what's been taking place there, that there were demoniacs or demon-possessed men, two of them in particular. We learn of one uh, more particularly, but uh, they've been in these in the tombs. And they run around naked and they cut themselves, but not only themselves, but they fall upon travelers that would come by and they would beat them up and and uh, leave them bloody until uh, the. Those in the city would come and and take them away, and so they had to do something. The city had to do something. It was killing their business. Tourism was way down, and so uh, we've got to get rid of these guys there, and they got a gang together, a posse together, and they went out, and they tried to catch one of these guys, and they even caught him, and they bound him in chains and fetters and ropes and it says that, the, uh, that because they were filled with the demons that they burst the fetters apart and, uh, and falls on these men and beats them up. And they learned their lesson. They could not control these guys. And so when they, the, Jesus and the apostles, their ship, runs up on the shore and they get out of the ship and they see these two guys running down towards them. I believe even Peter said, Jesus, I think I'm going to wait in the boat. Uh, I just, uh, I think maybe I'll sit in there. I feel more comfortable there as these men run down there. And uh, right before, when they get to Jesus, they fall on their faces because they're standing before El Gabor. And the demons knew it. And the demons beg him, don't uh, destroy us. And Jesus sends them into the swine herd of uh, pigs. And they run down the shore and they drown in the sea. Uh, Why? Because El Gabor, my hero, can take care of even demons. He can handle the supernatural because he is the mighty God. Power over demons, power over sin, so that we can go and be with his father and our father if we place our faith in him, if we cry out and ask El Gabor to save us, he can and will save us. Power over sin, power over death himself, power over death for us as well. Yesterday I had a service for Dale Brostrom and some of you old timers remember him. We had the funeral service, and El Gabor was his hero because El Gabor took him to heaven when he died. He had power. He has power over death, and uh, he is mighty God. And because he came forth from the grave, it was a, a declaration that he was mighty God and is Mighty God, He was mighty in His death. You know, I, I think of heroes, and I sometimes I would say, Jesus, why, when they were beating you, why didn't you have the whip just blow back and wrap around them? Why, when they were spitting at you, why didn't you just have to blow the spittle back into their faces? Why, when they laid you on the cross and began to drive in those nails, why didn't you just pull off and and destroy them? Or why didn't you call 10,000 angels? You could have done it. You're mighty God. Why didn't you do that? And then I think, he did it for me. He could not be my hero if he did not die for me so that I might have my sins forgiven. He didn't die there because man happened to catch a mighty God on a poor day. No, they caught him on the right day, and they crucified him for me, mighty God, El Gabor, my hero. He's mighty today, and we need a mighty God, even in the year 2020. We need a mighty God, El Gabor. He can be our hero if we make him our Savior and our Lord. He provides us with a new relationship with God when he forgave our sin. And so we can commune uh, commune with God again. He has become, he's given us new purpose. El Gabor has. He gives us a purpose in life. We were running, and Nate was asking different people, "What do you think your purpose in life is?" You know, some have really no purpose. They came up with things like, uh, "My purpose is to uh, to raise my kids to be able to face this world," and that's a good purpose. But the uh, real purpose that so we were we're here on this earth is to glorify God, and uh, El Gabor provides. Provides the means of glorifying God. He is the source of our power, and uh, after that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. All, uh, all power—we're given all power, power to live a different life in an impure world. We have the power to be different than the rest of the people. And, and uh, you—you uh, know—I was asked this morning what. What should I do in this regard? And sometimes we think that unsaved people should act like saved people. No, they're going to act like unbelievers. But we ought to act like believers. And we have the power to do that. Mighty God is with us. He is our strength. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Uh, Through our circumstances, through our pain, even as Keith mentioned, as we, we pray for Bob, we want... God, we want your will to be done. We would love a, a mighty miracle, but we more than that, we want God to be glorified. And certainly Bob has been bringing glory to God for many years. He w- is the strength through all the reje- rejection we might face, through all the loneliness we might uh, encounter. He's mighty God. He secures our eternity. No wonder in John chapter 10 when it says, No man uh, can pluck them out, his sheep or his believers or his, uh, the sons of God, those that place their faith. No man can pluck them out of his hand. Why? Because he's mighty God. He's El Gabor. There's no one or nothing more powerful than him. Mighty God. Uh, Max Licato. Wrote a story, just a little account. I want to read it. Illustrating, mighty God. Good, I'm glad you're sitting by me. Sometimes I throw up. Not exactly what you like to hear from an airline passenger in the next seat. Before I had time to store my bag in the overhead compartment, I knew his name, age, and itinerary. I'm Billy Jack. I'm 14, and I'm going home to see my daddy. I started to tell him my name, but he spoke first. I need someone to look after me. I get confused a lot. He told me about the special school he attended and the medication he took. Can you remind me to take my pill in a few minutes? Before we buckled up, he stopped the airline attendant. Don't forget about me, he told her. I get confused. Once we were airborne, Billy Jack ordered a soft drink and dipped his pretzels in it. He kept glancing at me as I drank and asked if he could drink what I didn't. He spilled some of his soda and apologized. No problem, I said, wiping it up. When he started playing his Nintendo game, Game Boy, I tried to doze off. That's when he started making noises with his mouth, imitating a trumpet. I can sound like the ocean, too, he bragged, swishing spit back and forth in his cheeks. Didn't sound like the ocean, but I didn't tell him. Billy Jack was a little boy in a big body. Can clouds hit the ground, he asked me. I started to answer, but he looked back out the window as if he had never asked. Unashamed of his needs, he didn't let a flight attendant pass without a reminder. Don't forget to look after me when they brought the food. Don't forget to look after me when they brought more drinks. Don't forget to look after me Uh, when any attendant passed. Billy Jack urged, don't forget to look after me. I honestly can't think of one time Billy Jack didn't remind the crew that he needed attention. The rest of us didn't need it. We never asked for help. We were grown-ups, sophisticated, self-reliant, seasoned travelers. Most of us didn't even listen to the emergency landing instructions. Billy Jack asked me to explain them. It occurred to me that he was the safest person on the flight. Had the plane encountered trouble, he would have received primary assistance. The flight attendants would have bypassed me and gone to him. Why? he had placed himself in the care of someone stronger. I ask, have you? One thing's for sure, you cannot save yourself. God has sent his firstborn son to carry you home. Are you firmly in the grip of his grace? I pray that you are, I earnestly pray that you are. One last thought, Billy Jack spent the final hour of the flight with his head on my shoulder, his hands folded between his knees. Just when I thought he was asleep, his head popped up, and he said, my dad is going to meet me at the airport. I can't wait to see him because he watches after me. El Gabor. And that's his, his plea. That's, he spreads his arms out, not just to be crucified on the cross, but he spreads his arms out to say, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy, that need your sins forgiven, because we all need our sins forgiven. He says, I am El Gabor. I am mighty God. I can meet your needs. Won't you come to me? And that would be his plea this morning as well. The mighty God is offering you eternity with him. In heaven, because he loves you enough to die for you, and he wants you to be with him in glory. Let's pray. Father, the only explanation that I can give for you going to the cross is my need of a Savior. And I realized that the cross was the only means of being able to stand with the Holy God, to enjoy the fellowship of a Heavenly Father, to have my sins forgiven, to be declared righteous because of the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Lord, I am so thankful that mighty God humbled himself to be a human sacrifice for me. Before I close praying, I just want to, you keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. Maybe there's someone here that would say, I have not trusted mighty God to forgive and save me, but I want to do it this morning. All you need to do is to, say outward out loud or in your mind dear lord mighty god i know you died on the cross to forgive me of my sin please forgive me and save me those that call on the name of almighty god all powerful god then he will become your hero your Savior. You can do that this morning before you leave. And Father, I pray that everyone here this morning has taken care of that relationship with you because someday we all will face mighty God and those that have placed their faith in you will be embraced by you for all eternity and glory. Those that turn their back on you, reject mighty God, they will see you again at the great white throne judgment. And during that time, you will have to say to them, Depart from me. I never knew you. And Lord, that would be a tragedy if that happened with anyone here in this group. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. Direct our paths through the remainder of of this vacation season. Keep us safe as we travel. Bring Bob back to us again, please. I pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.